welcome to Disciple Making Mama, a podcast to encourage, inspire, and equip you to make disciples in your home and in the world. Hello, friends, and welcome to Disciple Making Mama. Thank you so much for listening. It is Monday evening. The frogs are singing. I guess it's singing. In Japan, you say the frogs are singing. I don't know what you say in English anymore. But indeed, Japan is the country where the frogs have sung or made most noise in in my experience so far. And they're just going on and on. And it's raining almost every day this week and last week. Um, So the frogs are very happy and they are multiplying like crazy. And I'm I'm really not a very squeamish person because I I grew up in Africa. So maybe that had an influence. You can't be very squeamish if they're just, um, yeah, all sorts of animals creeping in your house (laughs) when you're a child. And so I really don't mind the frogs. They're very cute, actually, especially they're, they're like some really small ones. And Ayumu, my one and a half year old, is chasing them. And it's a lot of fun. But somehow there's this one kind that is bigger and mud brown with ugly, lighter dots and just oh they really really look gross and they decided to really like my laundry so they're sitting on my laundry and yeah that is the not so nice part (laughs) anyways welcome to my world thank you for listening (laughs) i hope you are doing well i hope you're not having problems with frogs and too much rain or too little rain and that yeah you are well Yeah, it was really exciting for me to do the podcast about DBS last time, Discovery Bible Study. And as I promised you last time, today I'm just going to do a Discovery Bible Study with you because it's one of those things that um, it's just so much easier to remember and to reproduce once you have actually been part of it. And of course, how we are going to do it is not ideal at all, because it would be best if it were you and me and maybe even someone else, a small group, sitting together, actually, yeah, knowing each other well, personally, um, being able to to just talk with each other real for real in in real life but yeah since we can't do that let's imagine that we can but i also really want to encourage you to just try it out and also um you don't immediately have to start this um big regular meeting with someone you can also just say hey i've um learned this this bible study method recently do you mind us trying it out just to see is this something for you would this um yeah be a good tool for you to help others grow in their walk with jesus so i've told you a bit or i've told you 
um, how to do it last time. I've given you the method and a bit of um, background about each aspect of it. But today, before we start, I just wanted to uh, to say a quick thing about um, which Bible passages to use to do Discovery Bible Study. Because um, although, obviously, the whole Bible is um, inspired by God, breathed by God, all of God's work is... Um, useful for teaching and so on. Not every passage in the Bible is really great for discovery Bible study, especially uh, with new believers and uh, people who might have very little idea about the Bible and about God. Because it is so focused on on really just letting letting the text and the holy spirit speak to you and not on somebody giving a whole lot of teaching it can be problematic to use passages where you really have to know the context where you really have to know a bit of um yeah just where Where in the story of God and people does this fit in? For example, um, we, having lived in Japan now for a number of years, we have really used Discovery Bible Study a lot, and it's been a great tool. But recently we've been involved with a group who um, is a group of young believers, very eager people. It's very exciting to meet with them on a weekly basis or my husband is meeting with them at the moment on a weekly basis. And we've we've also taught them this tool, and it's been very helpful in just making the Bible practical in their lives. However, some of them have now started to just um, use this method, for example, for like passages in Leviticus or so. And then obviously one of the, the big things of Discovery Bible Study is how are you going to obey this? And then if, if people don't know where to where to put the law of Moses, that it is supposed to, yes, to teach us something about God, about people, about God's journey with humanity, about sin, about God's righteousness, all those things. But we can't just simply look at the, the Levitical law, for example, and say, oh, how am I going to obey this? Then we're... Um, yeah, we're, we're not getting the gospel. We're not getting the Christian life, as, as you will know. But I, I just thought, let me, let me just mention what is maybe obvious. But yeah, it, it does require a bit of thought to just choose um, good passages for discovery Bible study. And yeah, so there are actually a few useful lists also that people have made. And one of my favorite um, websites that, that really just gives great lists also for different people is accelerategetraining.org. So A-C-C-E-L-A, ah, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me start again, accelerate. So A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E training 
all one word, acceleratetraining.org. And then they have a, a resource section there that you can just click on. And then they have things for pre-believers. So, so if you really want to use Discovery Bible Study as an evangelism tool, they have um, studies called From Creation to Christ, which is really awesome to give people a bit of an overview of the history of God and humanity and lead them into the gospel through that. And then they have lists of passages that can be used for young believers. They have lists of passages that can be used for more mature believers, for different cultures even, some for more like an honor and shame culture, some more for power, fear culture, um, then some about idolatry, some about money, some about work. So they, they really have great lists. I can recommend that. Another really useful thing is to to go through a gospel or go through an epistle with someone and use DBS as you do that. So that's just a, a little prelude before we jump in and do a DBS together. So yeah, usually we we start the time together looking up and looking back. So looking up at God and looking back at our week and thinking, what are we thankful for? So if you want to go along with this, maybe you just want to pause here and just quickly think, what are you thankful for this week? For me, in my case, I'm I'm really, really thankful that in the last 10 days, um, things have become a bit more clear about where our baby is going to be born and finally after almost five months of great uncertainty um yeah the way ahead seems a little bit more clear and yeah I'm very thankful for that I'm also very thankful that um we could pay the last bill that was necessary for Ayumu's adoption and like with all all our bills related to the adoption it was just amazing to again see God's provision in all of this because we we did not know that this last bill would be um this high it, it there are various factors that always um, influence how high certain things like how expensive certain things will be and so we had we had no idea how high this last bill would be but we have been receiving money in the last months and it was kind of odd because very random people from all over the world would suddenly start contacting us and saying hey I'd I'd like to give to you um can you send me your bank details or whatever and we're like mm, wow thank you actually you know at the moment we we really don't have any need we thought lord are you are you giving us this money so that we can pass it on? And actually, we did feel that we, we should pass some of it on anyways. Um, so so all this money was just kind of accumulating and we had no idea um, why. But we've also learned over the last years to just see God God knows. And if if he brings money to us, usually there will also be an expense coming up. And lo and behold, 
um, having received all these various gifts from people, I think some of them are also listening. So you are really part of this, this yeah story of God's provision again. But also we've received some money of the Japanese government because um, of COVID, because that yeah they that is their way of stimulating the economy. So we had all this money, and just as we were, you know, kind of wondering what what to do with it, we received the last bill for Ayumu's adoption, and it was basically the amount that we had received, taking the all the various gifts that we'd gotten, and the money from the government together. So again, we are just very thankful for for God's provision for and and just being able to see his reality in our lives seeing he he really knows our need and he really provides for us so yeah that that is what i am thankful for next let's talk about challenges about troubles or or and also prayer requests of course what what are challenges for you at the moment? Where where do you have difficulties? Again, if you want, you can just pause and, and think about this for a moment. Um, yeah. As so often with troubles and challenges, the troubles on my side at the moment are, are kind of mundane and yet very real. It's that it is literally raining every day, all the time. And it's it's kind of humorous but it's also a little bit challenging that every time we want to go out for a walk it just starts raining so my kids change their clothes three times a day and then of course they're not drying because it's raining <laughs> and so we're all a bit on on edge here being inside most of the day or well playing out in the mud but there's only so much mud play you can do and yeah actually I mean we are we are up on a on a hill here, so we are we are doing well. We are not affected, but but other parts of Japan are are even being flooded, and um, yeah, people have even passed away. So it's that there, there is the mundane side of of me just not knowing how to entertain my kids during it all. But there's also a very tragic um, side to this rain. <laughs> And it's it's strange because we have friends in in other parts of the world where where people are just praying so desperately for rain. So yeah, that's that's interesting to be in at the moment. And then of course, the yeah, just the challenge of the world at the moment, um, with all its uncertainties around COVID, and yet. Our baby's due date is not gonna move. So, even though we we have um, we have a plan now of where we think the birth is going to happen, um, yeah, things still have to yeah remain open and yeah shouldn't change too much in various countries at the moment. If that makes sense. So yeah, those are my prayer requests if you would like to pray for that so yeah let me let me pray let me pray about what we've spoken about until now but also about what we'll speak about from now on thank you lord that we 
can have this fellowship here together over a podcast where yeah people literally all over the world are are listening to this and I'm just sitting here in my kitchen and the frogs are singing and yeah that is such a a reminder lord that you are everywhere you're here with me in my kitchen you're here you're there with everyone who's listening thank you for your presence thank you for your goodness lord i thank you for for those yeah reasons that i can be thankful for for your provision for your guidance for making a way for us i thank you for everything that those who are listening and have reason to be thankful for thank you that you are their god their provider their guide and their lord as well their father their shepherd thank you for your goodness in our lives and lord we also bring our struggles before you we bring yeah this whole world before you that is really just groaning under sickness and confusion and political unrest and economical struggles and even weather struggles we bring it all before you lord we ask that you have mercy have mercy on us have mercy on your people all around the world and yeah help us help us to remain faithful to remain focused on you to remain light and salt in this world and lord as we are now looking at at a bible passage we ask that you speak to us please holy spirit teach us the word of god lead us into all understanding as jesus has promised you would please yeah reveal things in our hearts that are not right before you and lead us in your good ways thank you that we can trust you our teacher our comforter our guide Amen. Okay. So usually now we would um, ask, how was it to obey whatever you had decided you wanted to obey um, last time? But since this is our first time we're doing DBS together, um, we're going to skip this question. But I'm going to do one more DBS after this to really give you this feeling of um how how it is to then kind of give feedback of how how did it go to obey um but yeah we'll skip that for today and we'll dive into today's passage immediately which is matthew 20 the verses 20 to 28 so i'm just going to read that to you matthew 20 the verses 20 to 28 so it starts with the word then, which is always an odd start for a Bible passage, but um, Jesus has just been teaching about the harvest being plentiful and laborers should go, that we should ask the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into his harvest. Jesus has foretold his death. And then the mother of the sons of Zebedee, came up to him with her sons and kneeling before him she asked him for something and he said to her what do you want she said to him say that these two sons of mine are to sit 
one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, so the other disciples, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So that was Matthew 20, verses 20 to 28. If you want, um, you can just pause again and maybe read it for yourself once more. And then we are going to retell this passage. So let's, let's close our Bibles and try to remember what did we just read and to retell it in our own words. So we see that the mother of James and John, so the sons of Zebedee are James and John. Um, so the mother and James and John, the three of them come to Jesus, but only the mother is speaking and she asks Jesus uh, for a favor. And Jesus says, okay, what, what shall that favor be? And she says, um, in your kingdom, can my sons sit one at your left hand and one at your right hand? And Jesus responds that she doesn't realize what a what a serious thing she's asking, because he's he's saying basically whoever will be exalted like me must also suffer like me. So he he says it in a in a bit of a figure of speech. He says, "Can you drink the cup that I am to drink?" Um, which means his his suffering. Um, and yeah, so Jesus says, you know, do you do you realize that if you want to to be great, if you want to be exalted in my kingdom, you will also have to suffer with me? And James and John say, yes, we can. We can drink the cup that you will drink. We we can suffer as you will suffer. And Jesus says, yes, you will suffer with me. But I actually can't decide who will be on my left and on my right hand. So who will have these positions of honor in my kingdom, who will be so close to the king that they that they really have massive influence in this kingdom. Those places are for those for whom my father has prepared them. Jesus says he cannot decide that. So after this short conversation the other disciples heard about it and were of course upset here are these two James and John and their mom and they go to Jesus and want to kind of get a a nice little deal with the coming king and not surprisingly they are upset 
And so Jesus called them all together and said, don't be like the leaders that you see around you. You see that they lord it over their subjects and they really exercise their authority over them. They really boss them around. They really show that they are higher. But you should be different. Whoever wants to be great among you should be like a servant. Yeah, even like a whoever wants to be first should be like a slave. Just like Jesus, just like I, says Jesus, who did not come to be served, uh, to who did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. So I actually had to, to look it up, which is also absolutely fine if you are doing a DBS and you just realize, oh, I'm not, not quite sure what the word ransom actually means. And by all means, please just look it up. Um, or if, the, if there are any other things that you, you don't understand the word or you don't understand um, a certain thing, look it up or, or ask a question in the group about yeah what what this thing means but a ransom is money paid for the release of a captive so jesus said i am here to pay my life for the release of many captives okay that was us trying to to retell this story this passage um if you're doing a DBS in a group, it's um, yeah often easier because you can just kind of help each other remember and uh, yeah, not one person has to kind of retell everything by themselves. But it's just good to um, yeah remember again what we actually read and and sometimes when we when we say it in our own words, we we also realize oh how how do things actually fit together. Good, let's move on to our first question about um, this passage. What does this passage say about God or about Jesus? So we learn that Jesus has a kingdom. By the way, if you, if you want to, um, again, stop and just think a little bit on your own before you continue listening, that's also fine. So yeah, really feel free to... Yeah, use this podcast however it makes most sense to you. This is really just to to kind of guide you through a sort of simulation of a DBS, how it could be. So yeah, anyways, what does this passage say about God or Jesus? We learned that Jesus has a kingdom and also that it was not a, a surprise or an accident that Jesus suffered. He knew that he would suffer. He's already telling James and John, before I'm going to really be exalted as king, I'm going to suffer. And whoever wants to be with me must drink that same cup, must suffer with me and like me. So I think that can, yeah, that, that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Neither the cross or any other suffering in the life of Jesus, nor the suffering of Jesus' followers is surprising to Jesus. It's He knows that it has to happen in a way. 
another really interesting thing that we learn about Jesus in, in this passage is that Jesus cannot do anything. Jesus is God, obviously. Jesus is, you know, all-powerful in a way, but he, he cannot be powerful against his own character. And his own character is also that he is in submission to the Father. So he cannot just override or overrule the Father. But it seems that there are some things between Jesus and the Father that are just the Father's decision, the Father's area of responsibility. So we see that there's a, a relationship of different areas of authority or different responsibilities between Jesus and the Father. And Jesus can't just make a decision in the area of responsibility of the Father. And it seems that, yeah, granting those places of honor in the kingdom of God is the responsibility of the Father. And Jesus is not going against that. He's in being all-powerful. He's also in submission to the Father. So that's very interesting to see, especially in this passage that is speaking about authority and um, how to be great. And we, we see it lived out in Jesus. What he's teaching is lived out by him, that he, he is also in submission. He, the king of the kingdom of God, is in submission to the Father. Yeah, we, we also learn, of course, that Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve when he was here on earth, and that he came to give his life as a ransom for many, to free people from sin and Satan's grip by paying with his life. Yeah, I don't know if you, you might have even found other things that this passage says about God or Jesus. Those are some of the things that stood out for me. So let's move on to the next question. What does this passage say about people? I think it <laughs> puts a very honest mirror in front of us and it shows how we like to be first, how we like to be the best, how we like to be honored. It also shows the ambitiousness of mothers. It, it shows conflict that comes between people from striving for honor and positions, even among Jesus' followers. And it, it also shows us just how, how relationships of authority are usually lived out by people that Usually there, there's a lording it over by the more powerful party over the less powerful party. There's, there's forced submission. There's exercise of authority. So people want to show that they're higher and more powerful than others. And I think we, we can agree with that, <laughs> what, what the Bible says about people here. I think we see that all around us. Okay, after looking a bit more, um, yeah, really just what does the text say? Let's also see what does, what does the Holy Spirit say through this text to us? What touches 
your heart today as you are reading this passage. Also, yeah, for me it was um, quite interesting to to yeah think about my own life. Where where am I actually in a position of authority over people? And and very obviously I'm in a position of authority over my children. And it's very challenged to to think, am I exercising that authority in a in a worldly way or in a Jesus way? Am I lording it over my children or am I serving them through being in authority over them? Because obviously we we see, I, I mean, isn't isn't it amazing that even subtly Jesus is showing us he's not against um a certain hierarchy even between him and the father there's a certain hierarchy there are different responsibilities he is submitting to the father so he's not saying um we should just all be the same but where people are in submission to us where people are kind of under us in a way we should not be like the leaders of the gentiles who who just lord it over them and um show off their authority but we should be servants we should be slaves we should give our lives for for those who we are leading who we are in authority over and that really challenged me as i as i'm thinking about my my kids because of course it they i am an authority over them and as i am they i have responsibility i have to teach them certain things they have to be taught the the right way in in many things in life they've been taught manners or that they're not allowed to hit each other or <laughs> whatever but in which attitude am i leading them am i domineering or am i serving And yeah, I think especially, I find that especially challenging when I have to say no. So when when there clearly has to be a, a voice of authority in their lives, but how do I say no? Do I say it in a domineering way or do I say it in a serving way? So yeah, that that touched me. And yeah, and that leads us right right to our next question we don't only want to be touched and kind of made made thoughtful about something but also we want to obey so how how can you obey how can i obey what god has been stirring in us through this passage and can feel free to to just take some time maybe pause and and really think how you can practically respond. I think from myself, I want to to remember, especially in those situations where I have to say no to my kids, to serve my children and not to domineer them. It's a little bit abstract. <laughs> I hope I will I will be able to remember. But I yeah, I really that's that's what's been 
what's been speaking to me through this passage to to be a servant leader and not a domineering leader and very specifically in the area of my own house so yeah that's that's what i want to obey and yeah lastly then who will you talk to about what we discussed today who will you tell about something that we discussed today um yeah that one is a a tough one at the moment in a way i guess i'm i'm telling you <laughs> but that would be cheating um i already spoke with my husband about it because it yeah that that thing of my attitude of leadership in leadership is it domineering or is it serving um especially with regards to my children really yeah I just wanted to share that with him as well as we're leading our children together. But I think I'm also gonna um, share with um, with my friend who who became a Christian last year and she's she's also a mom and also kind of figuring out how to how to raise her child well. I think I'll just share with her what what God has been speaking to me. All right, that is it already. So you see, it's this was now half an hour. I mean, I I basically monologued us through this half hour, um, but it's really not a. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. But as you can imagine, if we were now having a conversation about all of these things, probably you know a lot of things would have been stirred and maybe our conversation would have gone um, in various directions. But I just think that that DBS is a, a very good um, initiator for conversations of discipleship. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this um dbs simulation together we're going to do one more next time but i think you are also seeing that this this is really something that that ought to happen in conversation that ought to happen in relationship and that's not a great thing to just be be doing over a podcast so i really really hope that as you've now gone through this by yourself that you also got a bit more confidence a bit more courage to just go and try it out by your like yourself with someone in your context and yeah i hope that you find someone to do that with that you have the courage to approach them and may god bless you as you do that have a wonderful week and talk to you again soon bye bye